Hey, good morning. It's Good Friday. It's good to be with you today. Well, it's a it's a Good Friday, not Good Friday. So you know, I get I get a little excited, and uh, you never know what'll come out of my mouth. I love that great. For those of you that are um, fans of the Office, I always like that quote from Michael Scott. Sometimes he says, "Sometimes I start talking, and I'm not sure where I'm going." That describes about 90% of my conversation. Sometimes I just start talking. I'm not really sure where I'm going with it. So, um, But I know where I'm going today in our devotional. And I do know today is a Good Friday, not the Good Friday. So good Friday morning to you. Hope you are well wherever you find yourself this morning. Today we're going to finish out chapter five. You know, we, we read uh, this last section was kind of large. So we broke it up into two places. And uh, I really like one of the cool people we're going to meet in this in this story today. We're going to be reading verse. This is Acts chapter 5, 27 through 42 or 27 through the end of the chapter. So this is one of my one of the neater, smaller characters in the Bible today. So um, verse 27. When they had brought them, uh, this is the the Sanhedrin, the, the religious leaders. They brought the, um, the apostles in to talk to them about. We said stop preaching. And they're still doing it. When they, they had them stand before the council. The high priest questioned them, saying, We gave you strict orders not to teach in, in this name. Yet here you are, here you have filled Jerusalem with your teaching and are determined to bring this man's blood on us. But Peter and the apostles answered, We must obey God rather than human authority. The God of our ancestors raised up Jesus, who you had killed by hanging on a tree. God exalted him at his right hand and as leader and savior that he might give repentance to Israel and forgiveness of sins. And we are witnesses to these things. So it is the Holy Spirit whom God has given us, to these things we obey. They heard this, they were enraged and wanted to kill them. But a Pharisee in the, in the council named Gamaliel, a teacher of the law, respected by all the people, stood up and ordered the men to be put outside for a short time. Then he said to them, fellow Israelites, consider carefully what you propose to do to these men. For some time ago, the Theodos rose up claiming to be somebody. A number of men, about 400, joined him. But he was killed, and all who followed him were dispersed and disappeared. After him... Judas, the Galilean, rose up at the time of the census and got people to follow him, and he also perished, and all who followed him were scattered. So in the present case, I tell you, keep away from these men and let them alone, because if this plan or this undertaking is of human origin, it will fail. But if it is of God, you will not be able to overthrow them. In that case, you may even be fighting against God. They were convinced by him, and when they had called in the apostles, they had them flogged. They ordered them not to speak in the name of Jesus and let them go. As they left the council, they rejoiced that they were considered worthy to suffer dishonor for the sake of the name. And every day and in the temple at home, they did not cease to teach and proclaim Jesus as the Messiah. First, I like their response here. What do they say? It says, they rejoiced that they were considered worthy to suffer dishonor for the sake of the name. That's 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 good stuff right there. Um I've done a lot of thinking the last while about reputation and character or reputation and integrity. Reputation is what people think of you. And we want a good reputation, don't we? You know, the Bible say a good name is incredibly valuable. So we want a good reputation. We want people to think highly of us. You know, we want to be a good example and a good witness for Jesus. So our, our reputation and our character, it does matter greatly. That's a big deal and it should be important to us so we see here that um they want a good reputation it says earlier in acts that people thought well of them but it says here they consider themselves what a great honor to be worthy to to receive dishonor for the name of jesus so worry more about your character than your reputation 
Worry more about your integrity than your reputation. Reputation is what other people think of you. Your integrity is who you are and how you act and what you do. So anyway, that's just not for nothing. I just I think a lot about that. But um, I love Chameleon. What a great character he is. Because they're getting ready to kill him. You know, they're going to kill the apostles. And he says, no, 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 hold on. Like, there have been others. And, that, and that's what that's what I don't think we always understand because we we see the Bible through the lenses of what happened. We we read the Bible as history. In these moments, these people here are reading, or they're living out the Bible story. They, you know, they're living it. They're experiencing. They don't know exactly how things are going to go. So we know where the Bible's headed and what's going to happen. They didn't. And so Chameleon tells us, hey, there have been others who have been raised up. And we see that in in Jewish history. That Jesus wasn't the first one who claimed to be a Messiah. Or wasn't the first one that people thought may have been a Messiah. And what do we see to these others? That they they rose up. They had followers. They had disciples. They were killed or punished or whatever. And their movement fell apart after their death. What we see with Jesus is the opposite. We see that the movement grows after his death. And there, there are a lot of paths one could walk for apologetics. Apologetics is a articulation or defense of our faith. You know, we could look at moral arguments or ontological arguments or a thousand different arguments on how we could prove that Jesus is the son of God and who he says he was, is. But for me, one of the greatest arguments in defense of Jesus' life, death, resurrection, outside of my own personal experience with Jesus, which is one thing that's, uh, that was what, um, Samuel Wesley told John Wesley on his deathbed, he said, the inner, the inner witness, that is the evidence of God. And that's, yeah, that's full stop. That's it. The inner witness, that's the evidence of God. You ask me how I know he lives. He lives within my heart. That's what we sing. But, um, we have a bunch of uneducated fishermen as the gospel of gospel, as the book of Acts tells us when they were brought in to testify before the Sanhedrin, they weren't particularly impressed with them. This is not a bunch of religious scholars. Now, Paul was, Paul was a religious scholar, but these apostles were not, these were not wise or educated men. And in that context, in the culture of that day, you didn't leave home y'all. I, I don't think we understand that in Jesus day. The furthest you may go, unless you were in the army or something, and even then you didn't do that unless you were Roman, you didn't leave home. If you were Jewish, you would go from Galilee to Jerusalem. That's about it. That's about it. You weren't going to go all over the world. You weren't going to set sail across the world. You weren't going to leave everything. You just didn't do that in that culture, in that context. You simply did not do it. So something happened to these men. They experienced something that caused them not only to leave behind all that they have, that to, to, to suffer, as they say here, suffer dishonor. In the culture they lived in, shame and honor are big deals. So to be considered worthy of suffering shame is so out of the context for what they would have done or experienced. That simply is so not how people lived in. Nothing about what the apostles did was how people in their context lived. 
They left home. They went across Europe, Ethiopia, India, all over to preach the name of Jesus. They gladly suffered shame in a culture where your honor is your most important thing. They did all of this. And you don't do this, y'all, for a fairy tale. You don't do this for make-believe. You do this because you've been called by God. And that's why Chameleon's so right. He says, guys, if this is not of God, it'll, it'll, it'll fret away. It won't matter. It won't come to anything. It'll go away. It'll be gone. Like all the others. Like all the others. But if it is of God, if Jesus is who they, he says he is, and if he is who they say he is, and if they are doing what they're saying they're doing in Jesus' name, then we're fighting against God. Fighting against God. I love that. I love that. You ask me how I know he lives? He lives within my heart. You know, that's the inner witness, y'all. That's the evidence. That's what they had experienced in their life. And because they had experienced it, because they knew that they were willing to lay everything aside for that thing. Y'all, what's better than Jesus? Nothing. <laughs> nothing. There's nothing better than Jesus. They experienced that and they were willing to lay everything down for it because they knew that's where life was found. Gamillion said, if this is not of God, if this is of God, we're fighting against God himself. So we just need to let him alone. And he was right. This was the move of God. And look how big the movement's grown. Look how big the movement's grown. So today, my prayer is that you know that in your heart. That you can sing along with me. You ask me how I know he lives. He lives within my heart. That's what it's about. So, hey, thanks for joining us. We'll pick up uh, Monday. We'll pick up Monday with um, chapter six. We'll, we'll, we'll read about another really great character, Stephen. We're going to read Stephen's story uh, Monday morning. So thanks for being with us. Have a great weekend. Uh, see you then.